the, what the f keep going? I am acting here, and this dickhead wanders onto my set. I can't even get a line out until sci-fi melody starts whispering in your ear, and you're not even watching anymore. Dennis. All right, Rage. Which movies for today? Well, this one's gonna star Dennis Quaid. Okay, hearty ha ha. Obviously, it's his month. Yeah, I know, sorry. Anyway, we're gonna be watching the 2000 film Frequencies. Don't listen to these monsters! Cover your ears! Cover your ears! Don't listen to these monsters! Uh. Frequency. What? Was it. Is it just me or did you guys hear that? Yeah, I did. Uh, what was that? Crap, I was no idea. Uh, I mean, it's not in the script or anything. It wasn't part of the intro? No, I mean, I mean, you know, as it happens, it fits in a weird kind of way, but, but no, I don't even know what that is. Uh, no, that's really weirded me out. Uh, Rock. Did you forget to tell us about a special intro? I have nothing on the schedule. Um, I don't think Rage sent me anything either, so nope, nothing. That's weird. Ah, so no clue either. Uh, you know what? Let, let's just do the symptom. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sci-fi melody. Symptom 270. Frequency. Not that often. Welcome back, sickies, to week two of Dennis Quaid. Uh, I, I know what I'm not even going to try to do his voice. Dennis Quaid, December. Uh, we started last week with a movie that still freaks me out, I'll be honest. The more I think about it, the more I watched Because I, I watched it partially again, and anyway, a little pilot inside. Anyway, moving on to this movie. I remember seeing the ads for this movie, the trailers on TV back in the day, 2000. And this was a, I was really interested in this, honestly. I, and then I went and rented it back when Blockbuster was a thing. <laughs> You're and, old. Wow. Showing yeah. age again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm old. What do you want? And so I got to admit, it was a really, really good movie. I was really entertained now in pre-show thomas explained that he's going to blow our minds so i can't wait to hear what that's all about but in the meantime uh yeah i really enjoyed this movie and i was looking forward to seeing it again and it still holds up for me anyway uh i don't know had you guys even heard of this movie before we did it i had seen this movie back when it came out and I will say, at the risks of tipping my hand, which I sometimes do very early in the episodes, but that would mean always, I forgot how much I like this movie. Um, honestly, I had forgotten about this film completely. I'd seen it in the past, but I'd forgotten about it. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, yeah, this one. Yeah. So I, I got going kind yeah. of tip my hand, too. I like it. I just can't believe I forgot it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, you only saw it once, and it came out a while ago. You probably saw it between 15, 20 years ago. But, uh, oh, it's been a while for sure. Yeah. This movie, of course, stars Dennis Quaid, but it's also got Jim Caviezel, 
who winds up having a pretty good career himself, honestly. And him and Dennis Quaid will star in a couple other movies, too, I think. Um, you have Andre Brower as, as a few other characters, Elizabeth Mitchell. And it's uh, Noah Emmerich. No doubt got it because his brother, I guess, Toby Emmerich, wound up directing this, or wrote this film. And it was directed by Gregory Hoblet. Good cast, good story. And the bare basic essential, I, I can, I can real quick mention this. John, um, Kavivu, Kavik, whatever, is playing John Sullivan, an NYPD detective living in his childhood home. And his father was a firefighter. But in 1969, he died in a serving as a fireman. And he grew up with his with just his mom in the house, and uh, he kind of got cold, kind of cold human being, you know, because of his father's death. They were very close. Well, one night he happens, he finds his father's old ham radio, and uh, he plugs it in, and thanks to some aurora borealis, just go with it, please. Uh, he starts having a brief conversation with another man who started talking to him about the 1969 World Series. And John is able to recount all of the details of the games, specifically. And the person he's talking to is named Frank. He finds out that Frank is his father, Frank. He's speaking to his father in 1969. So John warns him about the fire and says, you're going to go into a house fire. Don't turn right, turn left, or whatever direction it was. And sure enough, he does it. And, and he decides to do it because his son recounted the details of the game. And then the game he watched uh, was to the letter. So he zigged instead of zagged and survived a fire. And Frank winds up surviving the fire, but dies because of lung cancer from smoking. And John then discovers that his mother was killed by the Nightingale serial killer who originally murdered three nurses, one of which was his mother. Uh, as time goes on, he finds out that the killer turns out to be uh, Nightingale is Jack Shepard, a former detective. And incidentally, uh, a close friend of his father, Frank. So John has to basically he and his father begin a series of finding evidence because what happens in, in 1969, when these nurses were killed, he's sending his father to places where they're killed and collecting clues and leaving them in the house. And John then takes them. And in the end, it leads to a climatic ending where uh, the killer shows up to the house and attacks both John and Frank at the same time. And, yeah, that makes total sense. Well, you know, it works from the movie. But what's really neat is that Frank, the father, with a shotgun, blows the hand off of the killer. And in 1999, the hand disappears. And then he tries to run away, but then he, make, gets, he runs away in 1969. But in 1999, he gets plugged by the father. And the house shifts and everything is yay honky dory. Both mom and dad are 
well because of course he the father hears about the lung cancer and decides to quit smoking and you know i did this movie no justice but basically it's a father-son teaming up to stop a murderer through the power of ham radio and the aurora borealis aurora borealis at this time of day at this time of season localized within your ham radio and you, you call them steamed hams even though they're yeah. obviously fried yes or grilled that, not uh grilled not that uh not that we're trying to get too far off the beaten path but that is clearly one of the best written simpsons sequences ever <laughs> beyond a doubt <laughs> so um, one mil- among millions <laughs> the house is on ones. fire no it's not no water, mother it's, it's just the northern lights <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where are you going skinner isometrics up exercises <laughs> anyway so uh just a couple of fun facts not too many uh in on april 25th 2000 then the mets and the reds uh went in their game they wore the 1969 uniforms to promote the film uh, Dennis Quaid received 16, sti- 16 stitches when he was sliding out of the warehouse because they told him to take the helmet off for dramatic effect, and he wound up hitting something when, with his head and needing the stitches. Ironically, if he had kept the helmet on, he would have been fine. Um, I see some stunt organizer got in trouble for that one. Uh, no doubt. Uh all of the facts in the, about the World Series were true in the film, including the shoe polish incident, which is how uh, John was able to convince his dad, Frank, that he's from the future by describing that uh, Cleon Jones gets hit in the foot, and it isn't until Gil Hodges comes out and argues with the ump to let him have the base, because look at his shoe, there's shoe polish on the ball. Um... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, you know, that's about it. There's others, but they're all kind of boring. So I think those are the only two. Oh, yeah, there's also a lot of 9 11 connections to this movie. Like, uh, there's the coincidence the firehouse is 343. That's where Frank Sullivan works. And those are the guys that died in the collapse of the Twin Towers that particular um firehouse was some of the guys sent out um there was also the coincidence the sullivan home house number well aside from that two of the the flight numbers united 93 was also the same as frank's fire truck truck 93 and his son johnny wears a jersey with the number 77 which was american Airlines 77 does it mean anything no it's just a connection (laughs) so oh and the final one i'll say sylvester stallone was originally supposed to uh be in this movie as frank sullivan okay i'm glad he wasn't this doesn't really seem like his kind of movie no uh, i i don't see stallone playing quite the same way no all right well that's a little bit about the plot like i said father son uh murder mystery attempt using ham radio and there's some trivia but before we move on with our takes our rips and our picks let's have a word from our sponsor rage with all the old stuff we watch that's 
gotta cut into your time to see new stuff like andor oh my gosh yeah i mean i know there's a lot of garbage new stuff but some of it's really good and i just i gotta limit what i can see but i don't know what to pick have you tried newspapers sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was poking at how old you are i'm sorry you tried the telegram (laughs) i heard this new thing of of stone chisels really working out well comic book girl 19 (laughs) hey i do watch her sometimes so how do i decide what to watch uh youtube reviews or something like that oh come on there's way too many of those and they all swing to either love or hate too many extremes uh if there's only some easy way to know perhaps this fellow walking up can help your dilemma around the world. We don't have enough time to do everything. Time has slowly become a currency that makes the American dollar or the British pound look silly. We can't get our time back, so wouldn't it be spectacular if you could figure out how you could spend your time? Well, look no further. Here on this network of raving lunatics, we have a new show called Why You Should. It will tell you all of the reasons why you should. We cover basic topics like anime, video games, and even movies and books. We can show you amazing moments like Naruto's Rasengan. moments like bingo where's everyone going bingo join us here on our new weekly show called why you should raving lunatic media is not responsible for any poor decisions you make with your own time if you or a loved one suffers from lost time please contact the proper authorities and not the raving lunatic media hotline furthermore if you or a loved one suffer from slight aggression attacks after listening to a raving lunatic product please see your primary care physician as soon as possible raving lunatic media is also not responsible for your money use it wisely to support future raving lunatic projects thank you we're back you know honestly i'm looking forward to that because that is partially the problem there's only like one reviewer i watch on youtube that i kind of trust because he doesn't go into the everything is bad or everything's great you know uh so i'm really looking forward to seeing what ruck does with that show so that's it that should be coming in about two months there sicky so keep your eyes out for that and Sneak you'll be peek. hearing it from us as well yep so, well i have my mind blow moment to you 
Oh, okay. So yeah, now we're getting into rips and picks. So uh, this is going to be kind of a pick because I'll explain it here. Okay, let's hear this because I I am so curious right now. Okay. So one of the main features of this is that as time changes, he's remembering both timelines. Oh, in this case, multiple timelines. Okay. This might have already happened. What, what do you mean? Have you heard of something called the Mandela effect? Uh, yeah, but you're going to have to remind me what that is. Okay. I, I did this with Scott before the show, but I'll do it with you right now. Fruit of the Loop, you know, the underwear brand. Oh, sure. Does it have a Cobacopia? No. Okay. You know most people remember it with it. Okay. Uh, Is it Jiffy or Jiff? Jiff. Looney Tunes? Oh, Looney Tunes. How's it spelled? T-O-O-O-N. Oh, boy. This is where you might get me. Um, Is it No. Is it Tunes as in T-O-O-N-E? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it's T-O-O-N-S. No, it's not. T-O-O-N-E-S. No, it's T-U-N. T-U. Okay, okay. Um, Did Curious George have a tail? That I don't honestly okay. remember. But I, I do, you know what, now that you're saying it, there is one I definitely remember. Sex in the City or Sex and the City? I never watched that show, so I couldn't tell you, honestly. Uh, after- like, I never paid attention. After- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of one. Okay. Berenstain Bears or yes. Bernstein Bears? Yes. There's yes. also Fruit Loops. Is it was it ever Fruit Loops as in fruit? Or has it always been because I remember Fruit Loops, like the fruit. That's what I thought it was. It's okay. So no. I get where you're going. I get where you're going. O T. Darth Vader says, if you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me no. Enough. He said no. Obi Wan never told you who your father was. No, Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. Is the line? Then Luke says mm-hmm. he told me enough. He told me you killed him. Right. What does Vader say next? Oh yeah, this is a good one. No, I am your father. You're ruining the bit because what <laughs> most people remember is what most people say is Luke. I am your father, but it's well, no, Scott. This is I you're, you're talking your to the father. You're talking to the wrong guy about that. That's like me trying to stump you on certain Does Shrek episodes Smokey you watch every day. Does Smokey the Bear have suspenders? But say again? Does Smokey the Bear have suspenders? No. What color is Uncle Sam's hat? It's white with the stars wrapped around it, the blue band. You're ruining the bit. No, <laughs> you, you, you know what? I get these. your point, though, because he got me on Looney Tunes. Yep. Well, it, there's, the thing is, there's so many of them. And right. You're the, going to get me on something. Yep. Well, again, the thought is, at least the theory is, that this is actually happened. And we are, we, we like jumped timelines, and these are like leftovers, memories of people's. And not everyone is going to, you know, because not everyone's going to remember things quite as well. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, if you just walked up and went, hey, do you remember this weird random fact? No. 
Right. It's like in yesterday's Enterprise when Guinan can remember things that happened in the other timeline before the Enterprise C came through the rift. Right. And it's so also it, the hook for a short story that I never wrote, but I did write the hook. <laughs> All the time travelers go insane. That, where you're, everyone else is, you're, you're actually the sane one because your guy remembers everything as it was or should be. Yes. Right. But no but one else can the, remember it that way. But that's the Mandela effect, or at least yeah. the thought of what it is, is, again, a theory that timelines have skipped, something changed in the past. We skip timelines, and memories are from the past timeline still exist. So some things are leaking through. So that would mean his father Frank is also so having the Mandela effect because he know, and he's there with the shotgun, ready. Which it, begs the question: How? But it, but the point is, he's aware that it's going to well, happen. Well, no, no, no. That's actually no. answerable. Uh, I mean, Frank is. Remember, Frank and John are on. The ham radio while it's going on. So yeah. So Frank knows in 1969 that John is being attacked 30 years in the future. Right. So he can just be ready. Right. He knows but the that's day. The point. He knows he the knows, day. That's the point. He knows what will happen. He's kind of suffering from it. You know, it's a good question though. Is the mother suffering from it because she should be dead? Oh, wait, she would. She would, because then she knows what it was like without her well, husband. No, because only the person in the future, because for, for Frank and for the mother, those events it's, haven't already happened yet, so they won't have to. They're not, they're not in the future. So the reason it, it, it changes for John is John has already lived his life up to that point in the future. Right, but and the mother is alive, too. It's, she, the only reason she dies after Frank survives is because or that she doesn't die is because she was at the funeral when the killing happened. The mother well, of the future should be experiencing the same thing. That's it's, what I'm saying. That's what I'm it's saying. it's weird that it only, only, but it, they also answer that because Satch doesn't remember anything being different. Neither does uh, Gordo remember anything being different. Only, only Johnny has the different memories. Right. Uh, only he has both of those memories. And it's a, it's a special I'm the star of the film power. Yeah, but if we're going off of Mandela Effect, it's very... Some people don't have it. Some people don't remember things differently. Like, you apparently remembered most of the things accurately. Well, but, well, like I said, you still got me on some things, and there's plenty more you could. Right, but this is the thought process, and the interesting fact being that it's shocking how many people remember some of these things wrong. Right. It's, no, that's right. It is until you realize that... Um, well, memory is the most faulty thing in the world, and that most people's memories are wrong in some degree, shape, or form, and that what you think you remember an event is happening is most likely not how it actually happened at all. Yeah, there's very few people with that kind of didactic memory. That's why it's a special considered a gifted, yeah. if you have it. Pretty much the worst testimony in any court case is eyewitness testimony, because it's going to be wrong on something, if not most of what they're telling well, you. Well, I mean, I don't want to say worse. That's a bit of an extreme, but it's, it That's, is one of those things where... Uh, it is considered one of the worst because yeah. of its memories is so faulty that you must rely on physical evidence rather right. than only eyewitness. If yeah. you only yeah, you have eyewitness, it altogether. No, there's plenty of no. there's plenty of uh, 
uh, gaps allowable for that kind of testimony. Yeah, but you never want to rely on an individual eyewitness no, testimony. That's because true. it's no, been proven over and over alone. again. If, yeah, if in case relies on no. one person's testimony and only one person's testimony, it's not going to hold you, up. You should probably throw it out. Whether the jury no, will or won't true. is is nothing but yeah, pretty much uh eyewitness testimony is to anything is you just like I was there, I saw it, I know what I saw. You do know what you saw. But what you think you saw. You know what you think you saw. And what yeah. you remember that you saw. And it probably bears very little resemblance to the actual event. And of course conditions can affect that greatly, so Well, I mean there's great studies and examples of it where people are shown a video watch watch this video and it's like some people throwing a ball back and forth well guess what there's a gorilla that walks oh, by yeah, in the background. I know that video and the curtain changes color and all that a stuff. whole bunch of stuff and and then people they're asked so how many gorillas were there what yeah what gorilla yeah or how many balls were there how many people did you notice the curtain change color yeah that kind of thing yeah. Exactly. So, right. no, yeah, that's the an one I remember point. the guy in the gorilla suit walks by, turns, and waves to the camera. Yep, he does. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how but, did I miss that? <laughs> so uh, you were so focused on counting the number of tosses. So, yep. yeah. So, no, that's an interesting point. Yeah, he does suffer that. And everyone else just doesn't seem to be aware. Um, I, I think the, another reason why Frank might not as much is because he didn't experience that time other than through the radio. Well, so he didn't yeah. live it. He just heard it and had an idea. Well, if we're going off of just what science would make sense of it would be that the mom might be experiencing some of that, some of that but one of the timelines she died in. So she yeah. would not have any experiences from that timeline. To Probably a conflict. good thing. While Probably a good thing. The son would have experienced completely different timelines. Mother dying, father dying. Yes. So he would have experienced timelines that aren't just a little different or missing like he died. So he's not experiencing a timeline. No. It's, they just don't exist. So it's right. a big jump. So that would be your I guess evidence to it yeah trying to make sense of it yeah but that is, that is a good point i didn't think about that but yeah with your time travel that's well it's like scott said with time travel you have the person who's traveling who knows what ought to be happening or and then the person who everyone else who has no clue so interesting observation uh yeah i guess that is a pick then because they thought how whether they did it on purpose or not they did it uh yeah. i would say another pick is the devil in the details here where they just sprinkle in little things to let you know how the past is affecting now like when uh frank hits the the window on the french door and it cracks and it's all of a sudden shows up in uh... 1999 and yes, except that I'm also going to have to throw a rip into there where two things happen. The desk is smoking when he's etching into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, well, I mean, that, okay, that is weird. I mean, uh -oh. you know what? That's probably, I'm going to let that go on a fact that they probably couldn't get rid of it in the effect. 
Unless, well, unless they did it on purpose, in which case I'll give it to you. And then the hand disappearing, where it's already been blown off in the past, so he shouldn't have it in the first place. That's weird, because on one hand, at the beginning of that confrontation, he had the hand. But yeah, you're right. He shouldn't disappear. I mean, it's a cool effect for sure. But yeah, you're right. He should have a prosthetic or nothing at all. It shouldn't just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, see, this is where that gets really complicated, but unless you're saying it's rippling through time, but then you also have to get into this other thing of, well, why is some things happening instantaneously while other things are rippling? Not. Yeah. Huh. That's, uh, that's one of those rips you let happen because it's good for the story. But oh, you know yeah. Darn well, it's like, uh, if I were to cast my most critical eye on it, that's a bad thing. Right, and that's why when you, you're saying it's a pick, I'm not disagreeing. I'm also just going to say, well, you also have to mention these then. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, they're, the devil's in the details I enjoy, but is it foolproof? No, but it's cool. So we let... It goes back to the old cool factor argument of too much is a bad thing. And also, uh, how much does it stretch? How, if if it breaks verisimilitude, if it makes me forget that I'm watching a movie because it's so bad, you've done wrong. Because it's not something. It's something. Okay, you thought about after the fact, or but at the moment you were like, "Oh, that's neat." Whereas, uh, yeah, when he's taking a, a solder iron or whatever and burning into the desk, it shows up. Okay. It should already be there, but you know what? Whatever. We'll let it go. And same with the window and and the wallet and the bench. Although that one is more likely because it was hidden. So that's easy just to say, well, of course he never saw it. He never looked there. Um, but just little things like that or when the radio was fixed. How you saw the, uh, the circuit board kind of pulled back into place. So yeah. yeah, there's a there's a few things again, like just the fact that a, it's flawed. A sunspot doesn't work that way, but okay, you know? but, yeah, but again, flawed, you don't care. Enhances the story and not to the point where it breaks verisimilitude. You're willing to say, okay, it works for here because if it doesn't, the whole thing falls apart. Whereas, and it's not so dumb. It's not we get away from the empire by going slower. Right. Now, I do have one thing also to bring up. Okay. And it might be a very small thing and not big, but I think it might be funny. You're not a firefighter, you're a police officer? Okay. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You're not making a bigger deal of that? Yeah. Third generation firefighter going to police? He switched sides. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. That's a nitpick, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to give him that, though. He's talking to his adult son in the future who remembers him dying the day before when he was six. 
He's probably well, I, just more excited by the fact that he's talking to his adult son 30 years in the future. Yeah, that's well, yeah. true. I'm not disagreeing. I'm you're I, still fine. I said it's 30 years in the future, a, you still find ways to disappoint me, Johnny. Just like when you couldn't <laughs> ride that bike. You're just a loser. Then you took the loser <laughs> way out and became a cop. God, you know what? You reach back through time to save my life. And you know what? I probably would have been fine going the other way anyway, Johnny. But for some reason, I listened to you and I went your way. And I'm going to let you believe that you saved my life to find out that you, third generation fireman, became a cop. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. You know what? I'm going to smash my ham radio. Next thing you do, you're going to tell me I killed your mother. And then I've got to go stop a serial killer. How do I even know you're you? Yeah. I think you just got lucky with that home run off Seaver in the second uh, inning or second batter. Also, there's no, you really got lucky because no way my kid would become a police officer. No way. You know what, though? It doesn't even matter. You became a police officer. I don't want to know you. I'm disowning you. You know what? Go about your life. I should have let myself die in the fire yesterday and live to see my son become a police officer. Instead of a firefighter, I'm just gonna go back just and go the other way. You just told me this information earlier. I just would have died. What's that? I'm dying of lung cancer. Smoke up. <laughs> I'm not just smoking a pack. I'm smoking a carton a day. That way, I might not see you actually become a police officer. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna make sure this conversation never happens. I'm gonna make sure when you go to ride your bike tomorrow, I push it into oncoming traffic. <laughs> No son of mine growing up to be cop. My son become a police officer. <laughs> It'd be like if I find out well, my again, daughter that's... Scarlet Gray goes to Michigan someday. <laughs> I have no daughter, and that's when you finally admit, yes, we did name you after that. Don't. <laughs> I was lying to you. We named you for the state colors, and you betrayed them. <laughs> ah, and then he goes out on his phone. You made Brutus Buckeye cry. <laughs> I told you to be an Ohio State fan, and what'd you do? You, you go to Michigan? Yes. And, I, ah, and then you dramatically shake your fist at the sky. <laughs> Old man shakes fist at Cloud. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, on, that'll be on all over the internet. Man disowns daughter for becoming Michigan fan. Throws tantrum in front yard. <laughs> makes the world, makes sure the world sees him doing this in dramatic old man screaming fashion. And people ask, why didn't your daughter just disown you for naming her after the Buckeyes? <laughs> oh, anyway, meet my son, uh, Cleveland Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, are there any rips we want to talk? Like rips that made you go, ugh, this movie's. Ugh, wish they hadn't done that. Like, wish they hadn't gotten um, Henry Thomas stuck into the jaws of a coal digger. Um, and sit under a lake for two it's days. A real, or whatever it was. real nitpicking um, pick here, but um, the desk should not be smoking in the future as he's burning. Uh, I'm still here, chief, into it. Yeah, yeah, we just talked about that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's nitpicky, but you it it doesn't suspend verisimilitude that much, so you kind of just let it go. See what but happens right. when you step away from the podcast in the middle of the show, Scott, you moron. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was trying to save you from that, but since you walked into it, 
Yeah. But uh, uh, no, honestly, I um. Okay, okay. Did you guys talk about when when Satch is talking to um his his wife, and he's the murder investigator? Nope, we did not. Okay, so he he's saying, you know, they're gonna they're gonna take this case away from me, and he's gonna tell other people what he's saying, and then no one's gonna be able to help him. And then he's like, hold on a second. He's talking to his friend's wife, who he basically says went in that her husband killed a nurse, and that maybe there was an affair going on for whatever reason. And he says, hold on, I gotta go watch the baseball game. And then the shoe polish play happens, and then they hit the home run, and he turns around and he's looking back at, at her, laughing and smiling like he's just yucking it up because the Mets are winning. Like, I get why he did it. But this whole thing looking back is just like be somewhat present in the moment and cognizant of her feelings at this time because it looks like you stepped away from answering her questions about why her husband is in jail to go watch the the Mets uh, in Game 5 of the World Series. Even I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't know. If, it, if I were talking to what I believed was my son in the future and I thought I was stopping a serial killer, I might be inclined to be out of sorts. No, 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 no. That was Satch. Not the dad. Oh, Satch. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, Satch... Um He's just like laughing and smiling. <laughs> Go Mets! But it's not, because it's this point that he realizes that everything that Frank told him is true, because hit by a pitch, shoe polish play, home run into left field bleachers, they're going to win this game 5-3. to three. I mean, in the real life, that doesn't change either. He doesn't then uh, decide to go investigate and arrest a cop, because his buddy predicted the outcome of the Mets game. But it doesn't break the film. So... You know, that's all that, that, that's all I really got. It it sounds kind of like we're it sounds honestly kind of like we are uh just nitpicking on this movie, which you can do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Us nitpick? We never do that. But oh, even for whoa. us we're getting a little Well yeah. Yeah, we're well, we're down ne- in the weeds. Yeah, it's like, well, a, it's like a Dork Henderson moment where uh, our boy Ellis doesn't work that way. It's not his boy Ellis does not cause the ham radio to uh, go to time. I'm in the ham club of Cleveland, and he never does that. <laughs> I hope Kemal got fired for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I think... Uh, yeah, I, when you get that kind of nitpicky, either one of two things is happening. One, you're just trying to stay, we're just trying to stay true to form and say, yeah, there's picks or rips rather. But the other one is you're just a jerk. And you're like, you're like grouchy Smurf, you know, I hate everything. So, and that's, well, at least that's not me. With but, us, I think it's generally a sign that it's a good movie. Right, so I guess we could just kind of cut to the chase then and rate this thing. Uh, how many ham radios do you want to give it? Ooh, I'll go first. You know what? Let's switch it up. I'll go first this time. Sure. I'll give it seven, seven point right. five. It's a good film. It's a happy ending. Some of the science is janky. Some of the effects aren't great. Some of the effects are good. Um. I'm, 
knowing electricity in the beginning scene just hooks me, but <laughs> um, yeah. but things like that don't really take away from the film or the story. The story is really good. And the sto- a good story can pave over millions of bad effects and tons of other problems, which this film doesn't even really have. So, I think it's a good quality film. I would agree. I I give this an eight. It's enjoyable. I liked the premise a lot. Uh, they were never able to break me from thinking that it, it was terrible because of these little nitpicks. It was more just yeah, they're there, but uh, whatever. If I thought of them, and it was only really after the fact I thought of them, or you guys brought it up, um, and I was I was kept wrapped the whole time, which is really what a movie should be, and. You know, in an age of everything has to be a Marvel franchise, it makes you wonder, you know, can we have stuff like that back, please? Uh, so, yeah, an eight. Yeah. Um, junk science. But aside from the fact that the, all the science is junk, I don't ever care that the science is junk. To me, this is good. Uh, the science is magic, and I don't care why the magic works. For some reason, this kid's got a chance to talk to his father the day before he dies and give him just enough information to change that. And then I love the fact that, that you see that sometimes when you change one thing, um, something more catastrophic happens. And you got your dad back, but now you lost your mom in a potentially even more horrific way. And um, as you keep trying to change things, you keep, you know... Uh, you got your dad back, but and and then this other lady dies. Uh, Sissy Clark or whatever. She died. She wasn't supposed to die. This person, this serial killer, was supposed to die after killing only three, and he ends up killing ten. And and luckily they change it so that only one extra person dies. But you've now you've traded a life for a life. Uh, but uh, there's consequences. But you don't think about that, and no one would think about that. Um. It's, it is a film that the reason this film works to me is, is the characterization and the interplay between the characters. I've said this over and over again. When you have characters that you like, that you identify with, um, that you want to see succeed, it, it is the single most important thing to creating a good movie. And the dynamic between Frank and John and the, the power of the acting uh, done by Dennis Quaid, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the actor's name who played John, because I'll butcher it. Jim Caviva, yeah. or whatever. And then you've got decent supporting actors. Um, just well done. It, 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 it creates a memorable film. I saw this film once when I was 20 years old, and I pretty much remembered all of it uh, leading up to watching it again for the second time 22 years later. Um, that's the hallmark of a good film and it's a memorable film it's an impactful film and uh, any mistakes in it are, are more than offset by the fact that you have two great characters that you want that you become vested in uh, I will give this film a 9 it is a very good film a very enjoyable film and a film that I will watch again if it is on TV again um, well acted well done there was artistic license taken with things like I said the desk smokes or the scene when, you know, his dad doesn't die, or the hand uh, gets taken away in real time and bubbles out. Um, I thought all of those things, while nonsense, 
just added to the overall flow and feel of the of the film and it's well paced it's a long movie that never feels like a long movie all all, all in all this is an excellent well done film that is carried mostly by dialogue between a father and a son that ramps up into moments of action and tension that pays off phenomenally well uh yeah plus it's got a good soundtrack uh so uh definitely a recommendation on our end speaking of recommendations you can also check out our other shows on raving lunatic media zodiac task force the new episode will be dropping this month keep your eye out for that also within the next month or two keep your eye out for uh ruck's new show which you heard about uh more to come on that uh, the Casatorium is going to be wrapping up, it turns out. But don't worry, I think they got just enough to hook me up with a story about a haunted elevator. Right? Right, Layla? Haunted elevator? Please? And, of course, there's always us here at Malady with a long backtrack. And I gotta say, at episode 270, it feels like we've covered almost everything whenever people suggest to me ideas of things i should cover i wind up saying oh that was symptom 280 or i'm sorry 180 or symptom 82 or something like that so uh we're going to become the simpsons of sci-fi podcasts one day people are gonna it'll be like that south park episode oh sci-fi mallory already did that sci-fi mallory Mallory already did did it (laughs) yep so which is a good thing i would wear that with honor so but you could check all those out at our discord page you could also or rather you could check all those podcasts out on spotify or stitcher or apple Podcasts. you can also comment on the raving lunatic uh discord page or you can also go to comment at www.thehamradiomedium much better than that phony mrs cleo call us at ravinglunaticmedia.com 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 Rage Master. What's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies.